Welcome back to Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio for the post-game show. I'm Matt Kendig, along here with Matt Goldman. A pretty comfortable game for Ohio State. A pretty Maryland came out to the 2-0 lead. Ohio State took it at 5-2 and never looked back. Yeah, Matt, Ohio State, it started off with Zed Key, and it ended with EJ Liddell, Malachi Bram. Just a great effort from everybody. Justin Arns included, as Tyler was mentioning, this Ohio State team really well balanced in their attack and what they were able to put together today was a great win offensively and defensively. 82-67, they looked really sharp and crisp. Word of the day, efficiency for me. Ohio State was a very efficient offense and defensive team today. Really, Maryland wasn't really in this game. They made a few runs. Whenever they did that, though, Ohio State always had an answer. It was either a Justin Arns three, an EJ Liddell post move. Something was always going on on the Ohio State offensive end to really stifle any run that Maryland had today. Yeah, and Ohio State's defense, you just mentioned the efficiency. I think that's a perfect word to sum up the way they played. It's the help side defense that Tyler and I were talking about during the game and that you mentioned also during the halftime shows that Ohio State was able to come together. After a break, after a postponement of that Iowa game, they looked really clean, and they, they were on everything that they need to do. And they followed every cue that they need to get Ohio State, really good defensively, only allowing Maryland to shot from a, shoot from a 39% clip. That, that's really good for Ohio State to do today. A very good effort both on the offensive end and the defensive end for Ohio State. Dante Scott, though, did have a pretty good game, 25 points. What did you see from him today that sort of stood out for you? What I saw from Dante Scott that we saw in warm-ups that we kind of didn't expect actually to take fruition in the game is his three-point shot-making ability. He had multiple shots from the wing, from the top of the key, even from the corner at one point that you got that you said, wow, a guy 6'8 is able to do that at such a consistent basis, and he came into the game not shooting that well from the, from the arc. It kind of surprised me, but at the same time, it was a nice, pleasant surprise for Maryland and company. Yeah, I mean, going into a hostile environment like Value City Arena, I always look for the senior leadership. I really thought it was going to be an Eric Ayala game, but obviously that was not the case. Two for nine from the field, two for seven from three. He really struggled today, and it seemed like Dante Scott really stepped up into that role that I almost expected for someone like Eric Ayala. But obviously a great game from him, and like you said, the three-point shooting. Yeah, Lights er out for him. Yeah, Eric Ayala, the struggle was real for him today because I think what Ohio State was able to do so well, they knew where number five was on the court all time in the red. And Ayala had a lot of struggling to do when it came to taking any shot, whether it was in the post, whether it was in the paint, whether it was outside. He was not looking the same, and then he got that little injury at the end towards halftime. Eric Ayala, not the same player he was in the regular season that he was today. Yeah, I mean, averaging almost 16 points per game on the season right now, only eight today. I think it's going to change, though. He'll obviously come back, probably get a little healthier after what we saw today, and I think he'll probably put it back. Um, other important notes on the game, bench points. Ohio State 21-6 to outscoring them. It was really an all-around effort for them today. It wasn't just the starters. Obviously, E.J. Liddell with the big game, but Justin Arns off the bench with 14-2. Finally got his rhythm back. It was good to see from him. Yeah, and you, you're right about Justin Arns. He looks so good from the three-point shot, as well as Michi Johnson Jr. coming off the bench, seven points. But it wasn't just his box score that didn't... It doesn't really stand out to the, uh, to the regular person that just goes on the ESPN app and sees the box score. If you saw the way he was playing, how fast he was, the way he was able to control the ball for Ohio State was a really big plus for Ohio State as well because they need that guard depth, that, that depth off the bench. And then Cedric Russell as well, who's a nice player off the bench who's able to come in and get those few three-point shots to knock down, and he's able to do that so well. 
And the guard position for Ohio State has really been, we have not seen the same starters for very many games on this team right now. So it's really good to see these players start to step up, especially someone like Malachi Branham, who granted didn't have the best game today, but a lot of these players you're seeing step up for them as these forwards have been kind of consistent. Now we're seeing the guard play step up too. Perfect timing for Ohio State as we move into February here and then to March later. You really want to see a sort of set lineup for them going into there, and that's what we're starting to see from them, I think. Totally agree, and with you said, Malachi Branham did not have the day he usually has. Eight points on the day, did not shoot so well, but Malachi Branham, not every day is going to be his day because EJ Liddell was able to do that, and that's what EJ Liddell does so well, and that he was able to finish the way he did was really impressive to me, and Malachi Branham, that's just one game that he's not going to be able to do well, and he does so well in so many other games that Malachi Branham's given an easy time in this Big Ten conference. Yeah, Malachi Branham, a player that kind of steps up, not necessarily every game, someone like EJ Liddell is for that, but really can put on a show some nights. Obviously, the 35-point game against Nebraska. Really looking forward to seeing how he kind of progresses throughout the rest of the season here. As we look forward for Ohio State, I know they're taking on Rutgers next. Anything you're looking for in that game in particular? I think it's going to be how do you contain Rutgers and their well-balanced uh, attack. Ron Harper Jr. has been one of the most consistent players in this conference this season. How are they able to stop it? Because Ron Harper Jr. has been so good and so efficient when it comes to shooting. He has some game winners this year against Purdue. Everyone remembers that three-point shot he made. It's going to be, are you able to stop Rutgers' well-balanced attack? Because they're really going to cliff Amorier, the, the center from New Jersey, who I called in high school. He's 6'11". He's a tough guy to stop. Rutgers, one of those teams that you kind of see on the schedule, don't necessarily see a ranking, but really it's going to be a tough game every time you go out there. Um, and Ohio State, obviously, with a two-game road trip, going to Michigan next. Rutgers could be a sort of trap game for them. They're really going to need to be on point to win that game. Uh, Maryland as well, looking ahead, they have a home game against Iowa next. That's going to be a tough one for them as they struggle in conference play. But obviously Maryland and anyone in the Big Ten, really, you can win any game as you go, especially at home in this conference. Yeah, and that Iowa game is going to be really tough. Iowa's not ranked currently, but they have the talent to be a top 25 team. Keegan Murray is so consistent and arguably is the best player in this Big Ten conference this season, averaging 25 points a game. Keegan Murray is so good. And Mich uh, excuse me, Maryland is going to have a really tough time to guard them because I think with the way Maryland played today, and if they have to go against this Iowa team that's really good on offense, they're going to have a tough time again. It could be the same exact result we saw today here in Columbus. Yeah, a sort of high-scoring affair from one side. And Maryland, not like they didn't hit shots today, but I don't know if Maryland technically keeps up with some of those teams that really can run the pace like that. Um, Maryland and Iowa, two teams that kind of came in, both having some lofty expectations, but it'll be an interesting game as we see both of them. Yeah, definitely. And I think for Ohio State as well, you have to look at the, you, you mentioned expectations. In this conference, anything could happen, any game. In Ohio State, they can go out and go beat Maryland the way they did today, but they could have one of their worst games of the season against Rutgers, and that could be the same thing for Maryland. They can go and destroy Iowa their next game, or they can look the same exact way they did, because that's just the way this conference has worked out all season. Big Ten, everyone can be anyone any single day on that court, and that's always interesting, always interesting to watch the Big Ten. Definitely looking forward to seeing how the season plays out in the Big Ten. There's obviously going to be some shakeup. Ohio State sitting at number five right now, but really on Michigan State's heels as of late. It'll be an interesting season and see how it plays out. Couldn't agree more, Matt. Yeah, so signing off from Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio, I'm Matt Kendig, Matt Goldman to my right, and Tyler above us, obviously on the call as well. 
Uh, we look forward to, I think we'll be on the call, uh, women's basketball next, correct? Yes. Yep. Yes. So, signing off from Scarlet and Gay Sports Radio, uh, have a nice night. Yeah.